even when shit hits the fan, I'm like, there's some beautiful purple streaks, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's hard to feel like it's impending doom when it's so pretty. Welcome to Something to Marvel About, a podcast where we discuss and dissect the week's MCU releases. My name's English Dave, and helping me navigate my subconscious to learn about the things I've suppressed is my co-host Raven. What's up, Raven? What's up, Dave? We're going through this hallway together. You know, just don't go through that. Don't go through that door. Yeah. You don't, you don't see you on that door. Mm-hmm. Nope. 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 Yeah, it's fucked up on that side. We're here to talk about Moon Knight Episode 5, the penultimate episode titled Asylum. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Continuation of last week's episode, literally with the scream. <sighs> yes and no, because, I, you know, this episode really plays and messes the same way what's happening to Mark and Steven. Or, or, or Mark, in a sense. Uh, uh, the audience is getting that, like, what's real, what isn't real. We're switching back and forth through multiple kind of realities uh, and, and, and the people he meets or they meet in these places are telling them yes you're switching back and forth your brain is doing stuff they're like ah who's telling the truth they're both telling us the same thing they're all telling us the same thing which reality is real and which reality is not raven what do you think of this episode oh i think out of any episode this is the best one in my opinion um we got a lot of answers um for questions i didn't even know i had so you know, I'm I'm appreciative. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just it was a lot. It was a lot to right. Have. I, a lot I, of, I, I, I knew it would be though, because you know, I know I don't know much about DID, but I know enough to know, you know, the triggers and kind of how it starts. And knowing that most DID cases stem from some type of abuse, I knew that eventually we were going to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm poor young Mark get abused in some way. Eventually we were going to have to see what caused this. So, but was I expecting it to be his mom? No. We knew there was something weird going on with him and his mother, but I had no idea this is what we were going to get. I didn't think she was going to be abusive like at all. And and I definitely didn't think that was going to be the reason why. It's like, damn, you're going through enough. That's my thing too, is like, you're a kid that just lost his brother, regardless of how. You you already, you're already blaming yourself on some, on some level. Yeah, because you already feel bad. It's not yeah. like something like that happens and you don't automatically feel guilt with it. Like, I don't need the added guilt of my parents or people constantly reminding me of the mistake that I made as if I'm not already beating myself up about it. I feel like that was just like super messed up. But out of anybody, though, in this episode, I am the most mad at his father. You know, it's yes. Fuck his dad. I'm sorry. You sat around. You knew it was happening, and you ignored it. Which I think is a lot like Stephen, though. You know, maybe he modeled some of his character of Stephen after his dad too. Stephen is very complacent and see no evil, speak no evil. You know, so I don't, I don't know. But well, dad well, me. well, again, I mean, obviously, it's by narrative design. Fun fact: in the comics, it was actually the dad who abused him. So I think they leave elements of the dad. It's like, okay, you weren't the abuser, but you let things happen. So you're still in, implicit into it. Um, also, what I liked is that, you know, they do a good job of, because the thing is, it's not just someone going through these emotions, right? It's It started as a child, right? DID usually 
again, this trauma is usually tra trauma that happens to you as a child. Because as a child, you haven't had enough life experience to understand your emotions, right? Mm. You don't fully comprehend. You feel these things. You don't understand it. So you haven't had that time and that experience. And even shit, even as adults, we're still struggling with that. So as a child, all these things and these feelings and stuff, you don't know how to how to uh, handle it. And so when you have you've gone through this trauma, and then your parent, your mother, who you loved, you know, I love the idea. I love the fact that I feel better now. We know where the latest gators came from. It's not a British thing. It was a thing it's he did with his mom. Like, there you go, Dave. There you go. <laughs> so I feel happy it was that a him and his mom thing. And again, it's established that there, there was love there. You know, there was love between his mom and 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 for that person that you felt loved you to come at you, just like it's your fault, it's you, and almost saying to the point, almost saying that you know, she probably at some point said, "I I wish it was you instead of the other child." Right, that kind of thing where it's not, I'm not just upset that uh, you were somehow involved in my child's death. I'm upset that he died instead of you. You know, it's almost well, like throughout that. Throughout his life, you know, <laughs> you it's know, almost whole worse life. the things that she's saying, you know. Right? You know, throughout his life, she's telling him things like, oh, you were always jealous and, mm -hmm. you know, you wanted, you know, you wanted this or you did this on purpose and stuff mm -hmm. to the point where you probably start, you know, believing Did I? That. Did I? Maybe I did want him dead, you know, and that's messed up for a kid to carry that burden. So it makes complete sense as to why Mark not only would have another personality, but multiple. And we definitely got hints in this episode, but I was hoping that we would see them by now. Well, I for mean, it to be like episode five, you know, like I think we did, but the fact I was gonna that say, who says we not, haven't? He yeah. says we I, I again and then something... i'm almost like is the sixth episode just going to be everything from steven's perspective or are we going to get a finale that has nothing to do with steven and at the end they're like oh and steven there you go you know well, i mean or it could be a, a, an ending where we get revelations that make you rewatch the whole show and you have new context and you realize oh shit remember you know i think last week we talked about how there's certain moments where we, we thought it was steven but what if it was another personality so then if you have that context and watch it again, you'll be like, oh, shit, this means this, this means, you know, just certain revelations. It's a show where because they can go anywhere because of the nature of the show and the whole kind of trippiness of it, you can just throw in the most random thing and it won't feel random because it, certain things are already established, right? We got a freaking hippo. <laughs> you know, out of nowhere. And it's not that like they so said okay I didn't even think twice. Like, but yeah, that's the thing. Up. You, you just love it. Sure. I, tarot word and, and, and let's go into that you know and what's one of the realities that we're thrown into and we get a lot of answers here you know we've always questions about what in the marvel universe at least what does uh, uh what do gods mean what does the afterlife mean you know what what in terms of what does it mean to the mcu not necessarily in real life and i think we get a lot of answers yeah. in that in that you know in the sense of they're going with the kind of uh, uh american gods approach where there are multiple mm -hmm. afterlifes and you go to the one that you kind of believe in right and 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 she even name drops uh, uh uh the ancestral plane from black panther where all the kings and all the the kings of wakanda the black panthers go to and and it got me thinking even more so i mean some of the words uh tarawet uses it's almost like in the marvel universe the afterlife isn't necessarily kind of like the afterlife as we perceive it it's more like another plane of existence another multiverse another dimension Right. That's why when when Black Panther takes uh, T'Challa's given the, the 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 juice from the heart shaped herb, he's able to transcend into this other plane. Right. Your physical self can't go there, but your your astral projection, astral self can go there. Probably Doctor Strange can kind of astral project in these places. And so, like, 
afterlives are just another plane of ex- of, of non physical existence. I think that's such a cool idea. I was like, oh, that's it's just like other. Dimensions. I like that. It also comes down to kind of the human perception too. You know, yes. like whatever your brain can conceptualize is what you mm-hmm. see. You know, yes. and that's probably also one of the reasons why there's so many planes. You know, too mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. it's all perception. If there's different types of beings, you can't have you know, uh, ancestral plane for certain beings and then another, like the the perception of it is going to be so different. They need mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. different places, you mm-hmm. know? So I do love that we got confirmation from for other MCU questions mm-hmm, within mm-hmm. this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, because it's not even about Moon Knight. I'm like, this is just a Marvel question yes. we had for a while now. So yes. thank you. Thank you. You know, it's it's been, what, 12 years? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would say I only cared within the past, like, three or four years. Well, because that's when they're really good at getting into like, all that stuff. Huh, how does this work? Right. Like, who do you answer to? Or like, do these people exist at the same time in the same plane? So mm-hmm. I like that now we're kind of dealing with that. And But yeah, I love Towerette's character too. Yes. I, you I know, like how she's portrayed. What I like, and I, you know, at first it was weird to me with, with, with uh, um, Conchu, but I got used to it. And I think what these decisions of the voices they use for these gods are so unexpected, you know, because we get, I think, I think in a I'm lot of jarring at first, I know at first <laughs> it it's is, like, it is. Uh, Cause you don't want that from no. a large, from like a seven foot, eight foot hippo. <laughs> I'm not thinking she's going to be like, Hey, which is right. why it was so terrifying. Right. Episode, you know, that's why you scream. It has nothing to do with the hippo. It's the fact that the hippo is kind. It's like, what? Why? Why is, why is there like a that? gentle hippo you and, know, and, that talks? And it really talks to again perception, right? You know, we expect one thing and you get another thing, and 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 I, for me, that's kind of it helped. It helps give them more character, a unique character, right? Because if in my brain all hippotype people or all godlike people have the same voice, then they're not unique. This booming voice, either female or male or whatever, but this booming big voice every single time, they would have no personality. And I, it, it's almost her voice gives her personality. You know, this is a yeah. thing to her, you know, where she's just like, oh, that went well. I thought I was going to rip your chest open. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, <laughs> like, ugh. Like, but it's oh. like subtle, subtle hints at uh, the power. Yes, yes. The power that is Tower. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I will also say, just in general, because when I was younger, um, I was obsessed with, you know, Egypt or Egyptian mythology. And mm-hmm. I felt like, with all of the things I had read growing up, you know, and finally kind of seeing it visualized, I feel like this is possibly the best portrayal I've seen in terms of afterlife, in terms of the scales or Anubis. The first one was American and Gods. American Gods got very close. Mm-hmm. This is my new favorite because of the ship. Because we get the full, we get the duat. Yes, exactly. The duat. There's so many really just awesome um what do you call it correlations with our kind of you know with our world's egyptian mythology that i absolutely love and soon as mark kind of broke through the door and we see was it the underworld technically he's in yeah the, the duat is the underworld that's yeah. the name of the underworld so technically when he opens up into the duat like the the nerd in me is like <gasps> too <laughs> like i'm as excited as steven so i just love the visual of the duat like mm-hmm. even when shit hits the fan i'm like there's some beautiful purple streaks man right 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 <laughs> you know it's hard to feel like it's impending doom when it's so pretty even the way that the ship is like moving on the sand like on the water. sand so that's awesome. so cool i like that. i, love I like it. that i love uh, it. <laughs> like mark at first he doesn't believe it 
He's just like, we're just crazy. Come on, the hippo, I can see you out of my body. We're just crazy. Look, in this room, let's go. And he goes right in and it's like, oh, shit, it's real. Exactly. You know? <laughs> like, nah, you dead, bro. Right. <laughs> but I love how for the audience, too, it's also like, nah, he died. Because mm-hmm. we all the... wondered, too. We're like, maybe, because we all thought that maybe he was in the um, psych ward in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So we all thought maybe this has been the reality all along or you know, whatever. So I kind of felt like for the audience too, it was like, nah, he did get shot and he did die. Or at least as of now, he's in a death state. But it's interesting though that, and this is where I like what they're doing with it, is, okay, if he's dead and he's in the afterlife, why is he jumping back and forth to this psych ward? And even, and it's not just Mark. And at one point, Stephen jumps to the psych ward and then there's theories that uh the third personality even came that's why we see one version with the broken uh messed up uh nose you know things like that so it's like if you're in the afterlife what's consciousness is jumping back and forth you know if you're already in the and again i don't know the answers i think maybe marvel's answer lies somewhere in between because these therapy th- sessions with Hera, is that Hera or is that some kind of projection of Hera? Is someone, you know, like, what is going on here and why are we having these moments? Because even, yeah. even, because then it seems that in these therapy sessions, he's telling Hera what he's seeing. Because Hera's like, oh, you told me you saw this, uh, what was it? He says, what, he, the first animal he says, he says, like, a rhino. Oh. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's a hippo. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's a hippo. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I apologize. You know, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not like, a doctor. Oh, I'm not a real doctor. I feel real. <laughs> you look like Ned Flanders. <laughs> you look like Ned Flanders. <laughs> I love it. The mustache and the glasses. Oh, you got this whole Ned Flanders thing going on. And I think that's the thing. It's not just Mark who wakes up there, right? Even at some point, Stephen wakes up there. And, 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 and so it's like, what's happening? Why is that happening? If Hara, if, if, the reality is Mark is dead because we even see the, the the streaks in the sky and Tarawet says, oh my goodness, more souls are coming, which is in, informing us that uh, uh, Harrow has completed his thing and released, uh, 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 who was trying to release? Uh, Amit. Yeah. yeah, and sending a whole bunch of souls. So if that's happening, Harrow is doing what he wanted. So then what's the whole asylum thing? Is that, that's what I'm saying, is that actually Harrow trying to talk to him mm-hmm. or is that some kind of projection that Mark is creating for some other reasons. And it, that's why I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, yeah. Which one? Yeah. Which and part one? of me, I don't know. I think for me, I almost feel like, like I almost feel like Harrow, like one, one of a few things. I feel like yeah. it, there's a possibility that Harrow is talking to him in his almost death state, like mm-hmm. in real life. He's communicating with Mark Stevens' physical body. But it could be because he's in and out of dying, he's getting glimpses of the conversation, but he's like going in and out of death. I don't know. But then I also wonder like, because you know, there's other definitions of asylum. Asylum also means safety and comfort. So, you know, we do know that earlier, Stephen, you know, perceived a suit as a literal suit, you know? Maybe there's certain things where it's like, you know, maybe the asylum is comforting for Mark in some way because he was quick to admit because we're insane, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it made sense to him why they were in an asylum, but it didn't mm-hmm. make sense to Stephen. So maybe there's some other memory that we don't have or something where, you know, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. at some point Mark was comforted in an asylum by some 
caring doctor that looks like Harrow that isn't Harrow, you know, and he's just putting Harrow's face on him right now because Harrow shot him, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like with the, with the asylum, that part is interesting. Like everything else, yep. I feel like I have a grasp on, but the asylum, I that's, honestly that's the just thing. feel like, but I also <laughs> feel like it's Mark's mind. I feel like the, the way that he's hard on himself with his brother or the way that he holds the guilt of everybody he killed with Kanshu and things like that. I think that maybe even in his mind at best, he still needs to be contained even in an afterlife. Maybe mm -hmm. he sees his best scenario or best case scenario as being locked away. You know, for some people that's a comforting thought, you know, for the longest he already wanted to die. He said that every mission he went on, every time that he dealt vengeance for Kanshu, he felt like, you know, he was hoping it was his last one or that somebody would best him. So maybe in some way, he always felt like his afterlife scenario was, I'll end up in a psych ward for eternity. And that's the best that can happen to me. So when he ends up there, maybe it's comforting. I don't know. But you see, that's the thing. That makes sense if that was the only place he was in. But he's also in the field of reeds. You know, at the same time. Well, so in, the like, end, <laughs> in the end, he doesn't go back to the psych ward. So maybe. <laughs> but I feel like. Because he relieves himself of that guilt. He doesn't feel the need to be locked away anymore. I feel like we're going to cut back to the psych ward. I don't know. I have no idea, but I feel like we're still going to cut back to the psych ward. But I also because... feel like it has something to do with his last personality. Yeah. And I, like, wanna... I feel like he still but has that's parts the thing. of himself yeah, like... trapped. So mm -hmm. you can't be free if there's still parts of you that are, you know, locked away. Do you know that the thing is that every, if you look at just one scenario, you know, this is the, whichever one you look at on its own, it makes sense. But then when you add the other elements into it, it's kind of like contradicts. It's like, ah, so everything has yeah. a good answer of a nitpick. And for me, it's it's just an epitome of great storytelling, you know, because the fact that we're in this position where you're like, it, it make, this makes sense. But if you if you add this, damn it, it breaks this down. Okay, this makes sense. If you add this, damn it, it breaks it down. Everything yeah. makes sense until you add something else. And yeah. I think, and I just think that's what, because again, it's like, okay, he's in the afterlife. Harrow is doing all this stuff. And then why would Harrow, Harrow's not, this Harrow's not ask, actually asking him questions. He's actually just listening to to Mark or Stephen telling him about what he's seeing in this other afterlife place. You know, and he asks yeah. him questions about, oh, you saw a hippo, why? Oh, you saw this, why? He's not like digging in and trying to poke at all these other deep things. He's just listening as Mark tells him all the stuff that's happening to him that he's seeing. So like, why? Ah. <laughs> so like, again, we could spend forever I'm discussing because that. There's a whole nother character slash possibly characters that we know nothing about. So we right. can't really analyze how somebody would react or why they would do something or visualize something if we don't know shit about them. Well, you know, I, maybe it's Steven's character that was in the asylum and maybe it's Steven's projection of the asylum, but all of the other characters have their different projection and they're all perceiving different things. It's right. just hard to like, uh, <laughs> well, not Steven. What's the other one that I'm trying to say? Not oh, 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 Jake. Jake. Yeah. Cause yeah. maybe, maybe the asylum is Jake. Maybe both Steven and Mark have zero memory of ever going to an asylum or ever being admitted. And maybe Jake or another personality that's locked away has these memories. And maybe this is something that they're living through and they're confused, but it's another part of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But it's hard because Mark doesn't seem like he has any intention of letting Jake out. So mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. Does Mark even know about Jake? Right, right. Another part of them. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. But it's hard because Mark doesn't seem like he has any intention of letting Jake out. So mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. Does Mark even know about Jake? Right, right. I'm um, sorry, what's the time now? We have thirty minutes. Okay, cool. Um
so we can find my player. Okay, yeah, so um, let's speak about about the big revelation for Stephen. You know, uh, we've talked about this about who was the main first personality. I think this episode confirms the main personality was Mark. Um, from childhood, you see Mark, the mother calls him Mark. He's never called Stephen. And then the revelation after Mark tries to uh, uh, stop Stephen from seeing the truth, Stephen sees the truth that uh, uh, because of his the way his mother treated Mark, Mark created this persona. You know, you can see the poster on the wall, Stephen Grant. That's where he got the name from. It was from his one of his favorite uh, 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 movies he'd watch, and and and. and even he and his brother would would fake do fake British accents, and that's where the fake British accent came from. And so there's the I remember I love the scene when Stephen says to Mark, "Why are you remembering her like this? This isn't what Mum was like." And 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 Mark says, "That's the point. You were never supposed to see any of that." You know, it's almost like again, like like I I don't know too much about DID, but one of the things that children it happen, one of the reasons it happens in childhood through trauma is because that's how children learn to deal with these things, right? They create a whole separate personality that doesn't see the trauma. be a protective, yeah. yeah. Like they'll create somebody that's a protector or a, a personality that protects them or at least shields their other yes. self from the trauma, which it's sad that it's Steven and we yes. love Steven. Like yes. I'm sad that Steven isn't real, even though we yes. knew it all along. Yes. And still the realization of it, uh, I'm like, Stevie, you weren't supposed to see that, man. And, and not just shielding from the trauma, but shielding from the idea that his mom isn't the nice person. Because, you know, Steven only remembers the nice things. Latest yeah. Gators, the last moment they had, the last latest Gators is about the last good moment they had, you know, and 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 on on some level, Mark doesn't want to 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 to, to sully the image of his mother, you know. He wants to create this perfect image of a of a mother that was perfect to him, and that's part of why he created Stephen. You know, we thought part of Stephen's creation was more attributed to Layla, but it's more attributed to his mother and what happened with 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 there. And so that leads me to say, with um, if he used Stephen to kind of create this person of him that had this love there's theories going around that jake the third personality was created because you know mark doesn't like killing he carries that guilt you know that room full of all people he killed what if that's why he, jake was created what if the actual killing is done by jake he knows like he turns it to jake when he actually has to kill he when he's mark he won't kill and it became so traumatic so traumatic for him that he created this third personality because remember the previous episode when 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 uh, uh, um, Mark wakes up and he's like Stephen, what did you do? And there's dead bodies, and Stephen's like, that's not me. Yeah, you know, exactly. we've never actually seen Mark kill a person. Nah, we've only seen Mark beat people up. Yeah, <laughs> he's very well trained and skilled. Like yes. he can fight somebody, but he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he kills. He like he's more like Batman, where he like beat the shit out of you and mm -hmm. put you in the hospital for a while. But and even if. And even in episode one, when Stephen passed it out, wakes up and there's bodies on the floor, we assumed that was Mark. Mm. Did it, was it Mark? <laughs> you know, that might have been, you know, again, yeah. some moments might have been Mark in terms of helping them survive, but killing people and taking people out, that might have been the, the, the third personality, which in the comics is Jake. I'm not, I'm not confirming that the series would have Jake. But again, we also saw the sarcophagus last week's episode shaking. That they they didn't even pay attention to it. They kind of just walked past it, didn't acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Again, the same way that you know, uh, 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 Stephen wasn't aware of Mark. I feel like Mark isn't aware of Jake, yeah. and I think Jake is aware of both. And I think yeah. that's why that's why I think there's a level where in this final Jake episode, Jake probably keeps them safe. He's probably right. the protective 
you know, personality or the person at least that is like the enforcer. And you know, something. he's the one he's Jake is a version of Mark that's willing, happily willing to get his hand dirty. That's what I have to he's do. He's a henchman. Do, I do what I need to do to protect Mark from accepting that you killed all these people. But that's why Mark remembers. I love when Mark says to Steven, when Steven says to Mark, you remember them all? And Mark says, you try killing someone and see if you forget. I was like, oof. I mean, right. I like that right. line. Great line, great line. Right. But yeah, just and just seeing uh, Steven realize that one, he's, he was made up. But I felt like it's even worse for him to realize that his mother's dead. Right. That was too hard. I felt so bad. She's Oof. not dead. I was like, oh. I'm going to freak out. Jesus. Don't tell me she's dead. Even when he wakes up in Harrow's room, right? He's still like, nah. He's still like, because even Harrow's like, uh, your mother, you know? And, 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 and just like not accepting that moment until he finally does accept it. It's like, oh. not only do you have to accept that your mom wasn't who she, you thought she was, she was an abuser, you have to accept that she's dead. Like, oof. Now you're never going to make amends. That's it. Yep, that's it. She's like, gone. that's it. Oof. Which also makes a lot, gives us more context into the beginning of all of this, right? We, we see that he used to call his mom all the time. And you're thinking, well, how long is he calling his mom for that, that, that he, like, leaving voice messages that he's not talking to a voice? But we find out in this episode that her mother died two weeks earlier. This was recent. And, months, and, I thought. Oh, sorry, two months earlier. And, yeah. and, and we found out that for the longest time, Mark was able to keep Stephen at bay. Stephen wasn't around from childhood. There was, a, there was a period of time where Stephen wasn't around. But mom's death brought all those emotions back out. And that's when Stephen came out. And that's what started causing the blending. You know, because there's, there's a line that Mark says in the previous episode that he says... I used to be able to keep you contained, but now you're bleeding through. I don't know why. It's the emotional impact of the mom's death, you know. And Mark is even like, something like the latest game, but now we're realizing that it might have had two fins all along. Yep. Maybe Stephen perceived mm-hmm. Gus to have one fin because it reminds him of his brother, mm-hmm. which is super fucked up. Ugh. It hurts. Ugh. It hurts. And then we also wonder who was at this pet shop that day insisting on a one fin fish. Was it Mark? It wasn't was Stephen. It, Steven, it wasn't Stephen because Stephen doesn't remember. Right. Because lady was like, um, I told you yesterday. And Steve's like, yesterday. Yeah. So who came the night before? Who asked lady out to steak dinner? I still don't believe Mark cares to ask people out. He's no, not in that mindset. he's not dating. I do not. <laughs> no. Mark knows he's insane. Yes. Out of any personality, Mark literally in the afterlife was like, because we're insane. Yes. He's aware he's nuts. Somebody right. that is like... I'm so insane I should be admitted isn't like, let me ask someone out to a steak dinner. Right. Let's go on a date. Right. Why not? I'm nuts. But hey, <laughs> you like steak, you gotta eat, right? Like it makes no sense. I'm just like, nah, that's that's another personality no. for sure. Yeah. And I still think that it was somebody else that woke up in Egypt that morning. Mm, oh, with the drink. Like where we saw, well, not the morning, but yeah, the night scene when they woke up with the drink and yeah. shirtless. Yeah. I feel like both Mark and Steven aren't shirtless either. Or drinkers like that. We haven't seen Mark to be a drinker. Yeah, not, every not time saying that he's we've not, seen Mark or but... Stephen wake up, they were clothed, right? Mm-hmm. They had a t-shirt and like boxers on and t-shirt and shorts or whatever. Like this guy had on just boxers and a bottle in his hand. I feel yeah. like that can't be, I don't know. Maybe yeah. people think it's Mark, but I feel like Mark would have had a white t-shirt on. Yeah, yeah. No, he I, always I, has on a white t-shirt. And again, I don't, we haven't seen Mark to be a drinker. No. It's just like that one scene. Like you'd think you'd see yeah. him drinking, you know, like I need a drink. Oh, I need to like a throwaway yeah. line, a throwaway line even. 
Like, God, I can't wait for a drink. Yeah, hasn't mentioned it at all. <laughs> nothing. Like, nothing like at literally, all. we find out he's discharged from the army. That would have been a good time to bring up his drinking problem. Doesn't right, right. So... right. I had a drinking problem and until I met, I blah, blah, blah. Actually, yes. let's talk about that. We get flashbacks yeah. onto how he got his powers and what actually happened. And we, Finally. Yeah, and, and uh, it was actually his CEO, Bushman. So it wasn't it wasn't uh, Mark who killed uh, um, Layla's father. Oh, is that how you feel, Dave? Do you... Uh, are you like ah, or are you still I mean, like I don't believe it? <laughs> no, I I believe it. I feel like the only reason I believe it is because I think Layla's father's wasn't in the room of guilt. I think True. if <laughs> unless Mark has no idea that the third personality did it, I don't think I don't think I don't I don't think that's the case though. I think because uh, he even says my old CO Bushman, you know from 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 uh, 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 the military because he was in the military, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. he was an old military CEO. And in Which the I found out is like an actual yeah, character. Yeah, an actual though. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also, we're not really going into that narrative, so it doesn't have to be something that's fleshed out. We just know that oh, that's what happened, right? It's not something we're going to revisit. Bushman is coming back to the MCU, though. No, no, I mean I mean the narrative of, of Layla's father's death. Oh, yeah, yeah, isn't, yeah, yeah. It's not something we're going to go deep into at, at this point. I think that's kind of done. Um, but we do see uh, how he becomes uh, Moon Knight, you know, crawling into Conchu's domain and Conchu just gives him the promise and says, this is what happens. You know, there's theories in, and also from the comics that that wasn't the first time Conchu uh, uh, met uh, uh, Mark. There's theories and based on some comic stories that Conchu has been around for a long time in Mark's life, secretly kind of manipulating things because he knew what, what Mark could be. You know, there's even in the sequence when uh, uh, Steven is following the flashback of young Mark and Roro to the cave, he steps on the, the, the bird thing skeleton, the rook skeleton that looks like Conchu. So what is that telling us? You know, is it telling us that Conchu, did Conchu kill the brother? Like, did Conchu manipulate things? And it's like, I need an avatar. I did notice I instantly <laughs> when I saw um, Steven step on, like the Conchu looking yeah. skeleton. I instantly was like, why was Kanchu around? Like, why is that shot there? Like, why? That's what I'm saying. It's just, it makes zero sense. And as we know, as filmmakers, like, it's too expensive to just be throwing scenes in something <laughs> and leaving it in the editing room floor. Right, like, right. If you're going to make sure it made it, like, that moment made it to the final cut, that moment has to mean something. You're yeah. not just going to have, and to crunch it. What is, right. you know what I'm saying? And he it's reacts. Not like it's in the background. Steven he reacts. On it. And he looks, looked at it, right. camera pans. Like, you're not doing all this. Somebody storyboarded that moment. Right. You're not doing all that if it means nothing. You're just not. Like, some some poor, you know, some art director had to either make that little skeleton or somebody had to go out and find a little figurine that right. looked like it for him to step on. Touch, no it up in, touch it up in CG, you know, because you got to make the crunch yeah. look perfect. Exactly. Know, the, the sound There's design. No way. <laughs> no way that's in there for no reason. I don't care if it was a two second scene. It means something. Everything right. means something. So so I'm like, interested to see because because uh... Conchu is a type that yes, he has he has a good the ends are a good thing, but he's the type that the well the, the 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 means justify the ends, or the ends justify the means. You know, like like being able to manipulate Mark from a young age so that when he gets older, he would join the military so that he'd have the skill set so that he could become the next you know, avatar of, of his, you know, things like that. It's Smart. not, you know, it's not beyond him. It's not beyond him. these gods. He said your mind is fractured. He knew from day one. Right. And also and that's the thing too, it's just so, uh, you know. And you have to remember perception of gods, right? Gods like this, they, they uh, uh, live longer lifespans. 
So like 20, 30 years is like a weekend to him. Okay. He's like, I can wait. <laughs> yeah, I can wait. I can it's, wait. Not, it's not a problem. Like, I got this. I got this. Plant this little seed, make mom psychotic and abusive. Perfect. Right. I'm just going to sit back and wait. You're going to find I'll, me when I'll you're manipulate 30. dad. I manipulate, manipulate dad to not do anything. Dad is trash. <laughs> oh, like I love that. Anybody in this episode, I am most mad at dad because mom needed help. Clearly, mm-hmm. dad could have been the one because you're the same mind. You could have been the one to be like, we need to get you some help ASAP or I'm going to remove my son or you or myself, us from the situation. There's just so many things that you could have done. Your wife, you knew that your wife was abusing your son. Regardless, you had bare minimum knew at knew that she was verbally abusive. Even if you didn't know she was beating him when you were gone, you knew that he, she was verbally abusive. You could have said something. You could have not left them alone together. Mm-hmm. You could have made sure that you took him away from the house for his birthday so that his mom wasn't sitting drunk at the table while he's trying to blow out his candles, like guilt tripping him about still being alive. Like, fuck you, dad. Like that, whatever, man. Mom died. Dad's probably still alive. And I hope he's reaping what he sows. You just sat there. Like, well, granted, like, he got his own PTSD too. Maybe that was his way of dealing with the fact that he lost his son. He just sat there and he was quiet. But still, fuck that. You should have said something. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think the writers agree with you because they even ha- they even have the line in the story where when when Stephen young Stephen's leaving and he says to his dad, "You didn't do anything." He says to his dad, "Why didn't you do anything?" You know, and 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 I think that's that's that by design part of his trauma where he felt alone. Nobody was there for him. No one. And it also speaks to his character now. You know, we, we, we criticized Mark in the past, you know, through through Stephen and Layla's eyes of Mark he thinks he can do everything by himself. He's such a loner, blah, blah, blah. Well, this is why. <laughs> we see why. He's had to do it by himself. Yeah. It makes sense. These are his character traits that have been imbued since childhood. You know, I'm not saying that it's a good thing, but you, we can understand why it's there. Yeah, and it right, must right. be hard to make friends when you think that every adventure is going to end in somebody dying. Or hating you, you know? again, if your mother, like your mother hated yeah, you, your, your dad did nothing you. about it. So you, you probably don't think your dad loves you that much because like, well, he clearly doesn't love you that much. Thing, something. Some part of him has to agree because yeah, there's no way you just allow things like that to happen without getting involved unless you also feel like, well, yeah, you know, it would have been nice if you didn't let your brother drown. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you obviously agree with mom because you're not doing anything. Yeah, you're not the one that's physically putting a hand on me. But if you're just sitting there and letting her either. do it, that makes you worse. You yep. know, she's yep. she's drunk. You're sober, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, you're just watching. It's, All right, let's yeah. let's uh let's talk about the finale, the ending, before we close out. <laughs> On the boat, you get told about the whole uh, uh, because the, the the scales won't balance properly, and obviously the scales won't balance properly because guess what? Steven's not supposed to exist. He's not a real soul, so it's going to be unbalanced. Even Doesn't after have Mark, a heart. yeah, even after Mark opening it up, and so the duo is trying to reclaim claim Mark, and uh, Steven steps up. Though I, I'll give it to him. You know, it, we've been setting up this whole thing of Steven being like, well, if Mark can do it, I have the I may have the ability to do it, or this whole thing of like of abilities and memories or skills Obvious. bleeding bleeding over, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, I've got the skills, and he goes in with a cricket with a baseball bat, but he's pretending he's playing cricket boom taking out all those all those uh uh duat demons trying to pull down mark but ultimately he sacrifices himself and falls oh when he's running back i'm like he can make it he can make it and then slowing down i'm like damn it you know marvel marvel got us to fall in love with an imaginary character you know that right that's literally what steven yeah. is 
like yeah. in in this context at least. Anything in general, I've done this twice to me. Fucking right. Bing Bong. Right. Fucked up. Right. I'm still sad. Right. They didn't have to do that to us. <laughs> like it's okay for him to die. Let him die off screen. Right. I don't need it. Like we didn't. It's, we didn't need to stay there. It's I not even watch him turn to dust. I was gonna say or, it's not even the sad death figure. It's not even the. It's not even the death. It's the means of death. <laughs> You yes. know, like get That's shot, boom, saying. die. It's I'm just okay like, with him dying. <laughs> or even like Bing Bong, Bing Bong in in a, in, a, in a what was the movie? Yeah, yeah. fading away in Inside just, Out. Inside Out, fading away. And it was like, like slowly. thirty seconds of fading. No it's one like, needs like uh, thirty second fade out, yo. Wow. You're editing a video, you don't put thirty second fade outs between clips. You don't do that shit, man. Uh, it's messed up. I was like. Who and and the worst thing about it is we knew it was coming. We knew Stephen was going to die at some at point some point he has to go. They were going to merge or something. Yeah, we knew or it. disappear and, in some form. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like as as the audience watching, I think it was harder for me to deal with like the acceptance of it all because a, a huge part of you as an audience member, you're like, this is a great thing for Mark. You know, mm-hmm. this is what he needs. His mm-hmm. brain is mending. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like. He has that closure now to be a whole person. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, I liked you better at Fractured. Right? <laughs> <laughs> nah, same as Kanshu did. Now I feel like a dick. Now I understand Kanshu. I'm like, nah, I kind of like this other personality. You know, bring him back. So I'm just like, oh, it's just, and it's hard. I think what made it brilliant storytelling is that from the get-go, from the first episode, we're introduced first to Steven as the protagonist. So That's it's almost like the, it's almost like the main Even character died. You know, the main character is being killed in some kind of way. We're stuck and, with the sad character now. And then it's like Mark is now in in in, in the endless fields of reeds in the afterlife in heaven. And Beautiful, he's like, by the way, but I'm here by myself, and Stephen's gone. It's like he misses Stephen too. You know, that's a part of him. That's a huge part of him. That's just gone. Best friend on the right? You know, right? it's his only friend. Speaking of, god damn it, the VFX team freaking flexing again hugging and shit and fighting and struggling like oscar isaac versus oscar isaac like come on like what i know they use his brother but no his brother's a twin they didn't do any vfx right. because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense it doesn't like, make any sense what they were really flexing with that today Super i mean this flex. episode like just well, like the vfx period this whole oh, episode i mean true the duo the the ship the fucking um the what's the name tower it yeah Looked on, fantastic. Now. Looked fantastic. Like, actually looked good. I had no problem. Where, with like, it. I was envious of her jewelry. I was like looking right? at her accessories. Like, right? damn, I gotta get that bracelet. Right. <laughs> I was like, nah. Even just little, even just, even just manner, even just mannerisms. Like when she's opening up the scroll and like licking her fingers, she's like opening right. it up. Roll, just, just little details just made so it dope. feel like a, a person. Dope as hell. Like they were just flexing. It was like Disney budget, and I loved it. Um. Wait, there was something else I kind of like just realized. Oh, you know how we noticed, you know how you said that um, Stephen obviously was like put to sleep for a while. I didn't think about it until right now. I think timeline wise, Kanchu, like Stephen hasn't been around since Kanchu. Yeah. You know, which makes sense because he says that he went AWOL in a fugue state, which is why he got let go from the military, which means that he Mm -hmm. kept blacking out. His personalities kept coming in. And you know, obviously when he's doing his contract work, he meets Kanchu. Kanchu told him he could help him. So I feel like mm-hmm. Steven kind of probably just got boxed or mm-hmm. whatever, or probably both personalities then, who knows? Um, you Cause know, mom hadn't died aside. by then. No, she was still alive. still alive. So, you know, I think Steven was put aside, mm-hmm. you know? And then I think literally when the mom passed away, that's when Steven came back. 
But I think the entire time with Conchie, which is probably why throughout the first episode and all those things, you keep hearing Conchie's voice like, oh, you told him he, you told me he wouldn't get in the way and all yeah, those yeah. other things because Conchie's probably like, bro, I put this guy to sleep for like mm-hmm. 12 years. What the fuck? You know, you want me to, you want me to knock him out? Mm-hmm. You know, Mark's probably like, no, 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 let's see what happens. Like, no, no, no I'll knock him out for you. Oh, yeah. you know, I, I can control this. I can control it. It's even, just crazy even... thinking back now of, you know, like the fact that Steven has been gone and we probably, the audience are seeing Steven as soon as he first comes about mm-hmm. in which case i wonder you know like steven's a gift shop this but he's been working there for a while so i'm like who's been working there i don't know i'm just very interested i don't know it's just so much no i, think, I just want to rewatch the whole thing but i think i also think i think he hasn't been working there that long oh, yeah he's only been there like two months right yeah and that's why like go. But that's why people are reacting. Like, that's why, like, you're the gift shop person. That's why the boss is like, why are you giving me all these ideas for this stuff? You're just gift shop yeah. person. You just started two months ago. Can you relax? <laughs> like, that's why the other guy doesn't remember his name fully all the time. The guard. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you're the new guy. Like, what? You know? Right. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I think the final episode is going to give us stuff like that. Where, where, but with the third personality, where it's going to be like, oh, that's why this, this, this. The, all the previous episodes, there's going to be subtle things that they hinted at. Like, the end credits have been showing us shit the whole time. It showed us the asylum. It showed us the the (laughs) duo. Episode one, when Steven is talking to the little girl about mummification, she says Mm -hmm. to him, how does it feel that you didn't get accepted into the the field of reeds? And he says, that doesn't make sense. I'm not dead. How does this episode end? That's what I thought of instantly. (laughs) I was like, that is not cool. That's not okay. Damn it. And he ends not going into the field of reeds. And and Mark does so like that was really foreshadowing. Or even even uh, uh you saw his friend right, uh, the statue Crawley, the statue you know in mm-hmm. gold paint with his hands stretched out. It was that foreshadowing Stephen's death. Hands stretched out. It all oh. hurts. Oh, oh. <sighs> so much, so much pain, so much pain. Yeah. Here's my question though. What is Mark doing in Endless Field of Reeds? Mark don't belong there either, <laughs> I feel, but okay. I feel like I feel like I feel like Mark ends up in because you know if we're going with the MCU version of you go to the heaven that you believe in, Mark went to Stephen's heaven. Mark yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mark don't believe in his shit. Like definitely sent the wrong soul. I love. I love. I love. That's I the thing too. Does another personality have a second soul? Well, that's. But I that's why not. I say. I guess that's I don't what think this so. proved. But that's why the scales were mismatched because as soon as uh, Stephen falls off, the scales balance. Right, as soon as he falls off, he can't have because Steve is not a real soul. He's, yeah, exactly. It was just made up for trauma. It's not like it was two people in one who are actually, actually, you know. Uh, um, I have no idea what's going to happen next episode. Uh, I think he's definitely going back to the surface. So I think he's going to find how, a way. The, the best thing is question is how will he get help? Will he find? Will he get help from the outside? Will he get help from the inside? You know, will he figure right. out himself? I don't know because he doesn't have conscious powers. Right, conscious trapped. So it's but Conchie. Tara did bring up the option of putting him back with Conchie. So I think that's an option. You just don't want to take it. But that's what I'm saying is, but how, like, if he says, I want to take it now, what does he do? Does he call Tara? What, like, what happens? Right, that's, right. <laughs> so like, yo, <laughs> like, can you even do that? You know, like, right, what, he's not crossing over. He's already crossed. He's already yeah, on the exactly. other side. Like, can the gate open again? Can you like, what? What's going right. on? Will 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 the other like, gods? Is your body dead? How do you come back? Right. Will the is other gods be like? Will the other gods be like? Oh shit! We were wrong about Tarawet. You were right. All right, Kanshi, get your dude. Come back. You know, because now we're seeing all the souls coming slowly. I don't know if it's being. Yeah, they were seen. definitely wrong. Right. Wrong. <laughs> wrong as fuck. Or or 
we found out that this whole thing it, it did happen in an asylum and it's a story of a man who is in a universe where thanos and captain america and thor does exist so he's going through this mental uh, uh, breakdown and he's imagining that he's a superhero that would bother me i wouldn't like that ending. i would call bullshit on that ending. I, tell you, I, would be so I, tell you, I would love that ending because it's so random and Hey, it makes sense in the universe of of. I mean, it makes people. sense. I just don't want it. <laughs> I just don't want no, it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that would be the case. But I need to make sense of the whole asylum thing. Yeah. I need to make sense of that and what's it, actually going on. It's, it's even the whole Amit thing. It's kind of bothering me that, like, Mark was actually the one that freed Amit, or Steven's the one that freed Amit, but fucking uh harrow's out there using Ahmed all up and stuff i just it just don't sit right with me so i'm wondering what's well because you have to like, remember what that what's about to happen but you have to remember well, Ahmed, that i guess wasn't awakened i don't know no no Ahmed was in some form of communication with harrow because Ahmed gave harris a part of her power because he harrow even says this is a sliver of her power right true, he just had true, just a yeah. taste of it so i just like i think Ahmed is aware of harrow's like what harrow has been doing can't come yeah. out but it's like there's some communication so it's like i don't care who did it you were part of making this happen for me all right you know let's yeah. go and emma doesn't care i just want to get all the souls probably yeah, kill he, we'll he probably kill her at the end you know once everyone's gone oh, right, her, you're left let's go <laughs> funny thing is i feel like the thing that's gonna tip his scale is murdering mark i right, mean steven right. it's right. not mark that he killed he killed steven yes that's what this we all is, care about and steven was an innocent soul that he shot he didn't balance shit. And that's the, that's the thing, too, that's different for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like well, one of my predictions for this next episode is Harrow's going to get his form of judgment in some way. But, but just the fact that Harrow is just lying the whole time in terms of even the things with the shoe, right? I do. He's manipulation. He, he manipulating, yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. He's doing all these kind of things to manipulate narratives, you know? Yeah. Anyway, this is going to cut off soon. I don't want it to cut off. Uh, one episode right. left. What do you know these think are going to happen? Uh, we're not sure if the show will get a second season. We're not sure if Oscar Isaac and, and, and uh, Ethan Hawke will come back. But I have a theory. It's only like 0.5% powerful theory that that even though uh, 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 Oscar Isaac doesn't come back, we could see Moon Knight in the future as Layla. You know, Marvel had balls to do that. Make Layla the future Moon Knight. Uh, Moon Knight doesn't have really? to be Mark or Steven. It's an right. avatar that's passed on. So it's like, oh, uh, Oscar Isaac says, I'm not coming back, but Moon Knight could still come back. We'll find out I will next week. I will say Oscar Isaac's acting so good. Oh, oh so good. The there's scene a, there's, in the street where he lost his mom and then instantly became just Steven. switches. Oh, which is there's, so good. There's a friend, I'll, so I'll, tell you, I'll tell you more about it after this, but there's a friend of mine who tweeted that uh, the show is boring except for Oscar Isaac's performance. And I'm like... Well, the show is about his performance. It's literally a character-driven show that is written to highlight performance-based no narrative. But what? Anyway, I'll tell you more about it later. What do you nerdies think of this show? Do you love it? Do you yeah. hate it? Are you still on board? What are your thoughts on the final episode? Where do you think it's going to go and the future of the character? Find us on social media at The Nerdy Bunch. Thank you, Raven. My name's English Dave, and this has been a Nerdy Bunch presentation of Something to Marvel About, where we spoke about Moon Knight Episode 5. And as always, Raven. Keep it nerdy! Keep it nerdy, nerds.